Welcome to Sunday Schmooze with Rabbi Mendy Kievman from the Chabad House Jewish Community Center on Cedar Street in Milford. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a stimulating discussion of news and humor from a Jewish perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Rabbi Mendy. Good morning, Shavua Tov, Agutavach, Agut Yomtif. I hope you have a good week. And today is a special day. It's a good Yomtif. It's actually the beginning of a whole host of good days and holidays, as yesterday was Shabbos Mivorchim Kislev, the Shabbos that we blessed the month of Kislev. And the month of Kislev obviously has the holiday of Hanukkah in it, coming close to the end of the month, as this year in the secular calendar, Hanukkah is going to be at the end of November, the beginning of December. But in the Jewish calendar, it comes exactly one month from today. Well, that happens in the secular calendar too. (laughs) It's one month from today, being that today is the 25th day in the month of Cheshvan, um, Hanukkah is, begins on the 25th in the month of um, Kislev. So tonight, Sunday night, in four weeks, we'll be lighting the first uh, candle of the menorah. So it's a good yom tif. Today is known as Dida Natsach. We've sp- spoken about it in the past. I'll play a song today, an English song by Barshan uh, Bolsovsky and a group of, uh, and a choir who sing about it. We'll have other songs. Very joyous, very happy. And of course, live from New York, it's the Kinos Hashluchim. That's right. If you saw it in my email, as well as my email from Friday, this weekend is the Kinos Hashluchim, the conference of Shluchim. Shluchim are the Rebbe's emissaries, the Rebbe's ambassadors that are all around the world that have opened Chabad houses and Chabad Jewish day schools and all sorts of programs for seniors, for children, for teens, for young adults, for middle-aged adults, all of those programs that we know and love so much about Chabad here in the greater Milford area, including this schmooze program that we have each week, is all being run by the Rebbe's Shluchim and Shluchos, the Rebbe's male and female ambassadors, emissaries, those who were sent around the world to bring and uplift, bring Yiddishkeit and uplift the Jewish community to levels 
unprecedented in the past. And of course, with our main goal to bring about the revelation of Mashiach now. So let's begin with a prayer and a blessing. So please find the yarmulke, put it on your head, and let's say together the Shema. Cover your eyes with your right hand, and let's do this together. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kivod Malchuso Leolam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be His name, the glory of His kingdom, forever and ever. If you have a coin, which I have here, please grab it and put it in the pushka or a cup that you designated as your pushka, hopefully in your kitchen. The, the advantages of going to New York is we get these uh, New York-style danishes. So I got one here. Please join together with me to saying the bracha if you have a cookie or a piece of cake with you. Otherwise, just answer amen to my bracha. Baruch ata adinai Eloheinu melech haolam borei minei mizonos. And if you have a drink, I have a coffee here. Please say it together with me. Baruch ata adinai Eloheinu melech haolam shehakol nihia bidvaro. As I mentioned, today's yomtif is known as Didan Notzach, the Aramaic word of the day, brought to you by Peter Hoffman. Didan Notzach means victory is ours. Victory is ours. And you know what? Throughout life, we have many huge victories. Sometimes it's because we land the dream job. Sometimes because we win a raffle. Sometimes because um, someone is not well and they are miraculously cured. These are all didanatzach. They're all victories that we have in life. But the truth is, many and most, I'll say all of us, have many miniature, mini didanatzachs, mini victories every single day. When we overcome a temptation, when we do a mitzvah, when we help someone out, these are all small, mini didanatzachs. And as it says in the Talmud, that God waits for every small mitzvah to join together to bring us the greatest salvation, both in our personal lives and in, the universal, in our universal lives. That means every mitzvah you do, every victory you have in your own personal life, adds up to this one huge victory that we're all waiting for in our personal lives, whatever that victory might be, that blessing that you are hoping for from God, or and or that ultimate blessing, the revelation of Mashiach. So I'm going to play a number of songs with the words Dida Natsach. Some of them have the words, some of them just have the tune, the ayayay part. As my son Shmuley likes to say, those are the easy words. So feel free to hum along, sing along. We have a song without words. 
with the singing, and then we have a couple of English songs. Um, I take that back. A Hebrew song, slightly different, and then an English song on the words, Dida Natsach, Victory is Ours. I was speaking about having personal blessings. We all need those. Obviously, we want the universal blessing of universal peace and harmony, the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem. But each of us also looks forward to our own personal victories and blessings. And as I mentioned in my email, so at part of the, the conference, uh, the kinos that I'm taking part in, um, I'll be writing to the Rebbe, asking for the Rebbe to pray for myself, for my family, for our community. And if you'd like me to add your name with my note when I go to the Ohel, please send me an email, preferably before this evening, with your Hebrew name and your mother's Hebrew name. Now Hebrew, I don't mean necessarily Hebrew, Hebrew. See, a lot of people tend to make the mistake, just as on our radio show, we have um, the Hebrew word of the day, and we have the Yiddish word of the day, and we have now the Aramaic word of the day. So some people, when I, they hear me saying, what's your Hebrew name? They go, oh, I only have a Yiddish name. Or vice versa. What's your Jewish name? They'll say, only, I only have a Hebrew name or an Aramaic name. The real truth is, when I refer to Jewish name, Hebrew name, it's the name that you were given if you're a boy at your bris, if you're a girl at the Torah after you were born. And that's the name that is the name of your soul. Your name and your mother's Jewish name is the name of your soul. So it could be in Hebrew, it could be in Yiddish, it could be in Aramaic, whatever it is. Tzvi is a Jewish name, Heschel is a Jewish name, etc. So send me your name, your Hebrew slash Jewish name, along with your mother's Hebrew slash Jewish name. And then if you have anyone else in your family or friends that you'd like a blessing as well, add their name to the email as well and send it to me before this evening, before um, 9 p.m., before 9 p.m. Sunday evening tonight. Um, and I'll be able to uh, take it with me when I go to the Ohel um, to pray for myself and to ask for the Rebbe's blessing. If you have something specific, someone needs a blessing for health, someone needs a blessing for livelihood, someone needs um, a blessing for anything, whatever it is, if you need a blessing for something, you can write it down in that uh, email as well. And I will take the email as is and bring it with me to the Ohel. Okay, without further ado, Didan Nutzach. Sing along.
Finally, one of our uh, favorite bands, The Eighth Day, with their rendition of Victory is Ours, Didan 
Tidan Natsach. is going on this week this week we're getting ready this coming Thursday evening for our world famous mega chalabek and this year it's the pink mega chalabek it's an evening for Jewish women to unite for an uplifting event while they bake challah 
in honor of breast, uh, breast cancer awareness. And during this evening, they'll learn about it and learn about ways how to support women and families that are going through the very terrible challenges of this terrible illness. During the evening, you'll, you'll enjoy some lively music. You'll learn how to make challah, but you'll also get to taste various different challahs with dips and salads and desserts. It's going to be a great evening of camaraderie. And of course, there's nothing like getting a chance to taste and then to make Rachi's challah. In order to join this event, you can go to our website, gotchabad.com, G-O-T-C-H-A-B-A-D.com. Um, and you can click on the banner across the top. Um, it's under the banner Pink Bake. Pink Bake, P-I-N-K-B-A-K-E. It's taking place this Thursday evening, November 4th at 7 p.m. If you want to take part in this, this is open for women and girls over the age of 10. So if you want to take part, go to the website, reserve ASAP before registration closes. It'll take place at Chabad, and we'd love to see you there. Now, normally on a Thursday evening, we would have our Torah studies class. That's right. Every week on Thursday evening, we get together to discuss about a topic in the Torah portion to give us a good spiritual boost in our day-to-day lives today, to see how the Torah is so relevant, and the Torah portion especially for that week is relevant to us in this week. You can join us for those classes each week, and I know I said it happens every Thursday night, but I also just said that we're having this mega challah this coming Thursday night. How do the two work together? Very simple. Not always is it on a Thursday night. It's usually on Thursday night, but... Last week we did it on Tuesday night so that I was able to go to New York for the Kinos. Um, and this coming week, we're going to be doing it on Wednesday uh, evening. We're going to be doing the class. The class this week is a discussion on the Holy Land. Whose land is it? Is it your land? You know, there's been so much this debate and, and, and discussion, whether it's in the UN or in college campuses, But we're going to learn that from the beginning of time, God designated this unique land to stand apart from any other. And it's connected, actually, to this week's Torah portion and the class that we had this past Tuesday evening. You know the story? There were three theologians who were discussing the issue of when life begins. And it was basically, each one was saying when they believe a baby is considered viable according to their respective uh, religious doctrines. So two of them were debating whether it was at conception and the other one said it was at birth. So then they look over to the, to the rabbi and said, Nu, when do, you, when do you believe that a life is viable? And he says, Jews do not consider a fetus viable until it graduates from medical school. So in our class this past Tuesday evening, the question was asked. There's a glaring problem, so to speak. The name of the portion that we read yesterday was Chaye Sarah. 
As uh, Marty said from the dais yesterday, he said, Sarah said, I don't know, it's all about my life. I'm sorry, I messed that one up. Marty talked about Sarah saying, it's the story of my life. So so the name of the portion is Chayi Sarah, the life of Sarah. But right in the beginning of the portion, in the second verse of the portion, it already tells us about the death of Sarah. And then it talks about the burial. And then the comfort that Yitzchak, her son Isaac, finds in his marriage. And it ends, the Torah portion completes last night, yesterday, with Abraham's remarriage to someone else and his subsequent passing. So we're in any of this portion, are we talking about Sarah's life? A better name for this would have been after the death of Sarah. Why is it referred to as the portion of the life of Sarah and yet every element of the parsha seems to be exactly the opposite? You see, Sarah's life was devoted to her shared mission with Avraham to make the world a godly place by teaching people about God. She was also fiercely protective of the welfare of her son Yitzchak. And she was fiercely protective of the future nation, the Jewish people that are going to come forth from him. And if you look at every aspect of the Parsha from the correct angle, you'll see that it is indeed the fulfillment of Sarah's mission. The purchase of the cave of Machpelah as a burial plot for Sarah in the, in the city of Hebron in the land of Israel was the first formal foothold of the Jewish people into what would eventually uh, become the land of Israel. Till today, every single year, on this past Shabbos, thousands of Jews go spend Shabbos in Hebron from all around Israel. They, they, they converge on Hebron to spend Shabbos in the place that Avraham bought for his descendants, for his family, for the Jewish people. We also talk about Yitzchak's marriage to Rivka. That was the first Jewish marriage in history. And, and, and Avraham was adamant to make sure that Yitzchak did not intermarry. He wanted him to marry within the group of people at that time who were Jewish, so to speak, from within the family. And that began the beginning, began the beginning, or the birth of our nation. And even Abraham's passing, at the end of the portion, we find that Yishmael, who was a very wicked person, transformed his life, became, in, as in the uh, modern day lingo, he became a biti. He did teshuva, he had, he had a, a change of heart, and he deferred to Yitzchak. And whatever Yitzchak said about the burial of their father. And that confirmed Sarah's prophetic vision and insistence that Yishmael does not have a negative impact on her son Yitzchak. So in actual fact, what seems to be the antithesis of Sarah's life turns out that the entire Parsha is about the life of Sarah. It's a life that did not get stopped with her physical passing. 
She physically passed away, but her life continued. And that indeed, as we talked in our class, is a true life worth living. That even when our physical bodies have passed on, our mission, the mitzvahs we did in this world, continue on through our children, through those that we've impacted. And how we have to ask ourselves, what are we doing right now to make sure that we have that impact and we leave that impact for the future? As I mentioned, during the weekend of the Kinnus HaShluchim, as the Rebbe's Shluchim, the Rebbe's emissaries from around the world gather for our annual conference in New York. I found it very uplifting that the theme of this year's conference, the entire conference, it revolves around the theme, the mandate that the Rebbe gave us as his emissaries in 1991, 30 years ago, the Rebbe gave us the mandate and said that the Shluchim, their task, their job is to prepare themselves and the rest of the world, and obviously the rest of the world through our communities. Each Shliach prepares his community so that the whole entire world becomes prepared to greet the redemption and Mashiach. The Rebbe spoke about it 30 years ago and asked that that is our Mission, the mission of every single shliach, every single emissary. And this year that made an extra emphasis that the entire conference should be focused on this theme. It's a mandate from 30 years ago. But the Rebbe's mandate and leadership continues and increases every single year, and as we, the Shluchim, accept upon ourselves to fulfill this mandate, we know we will see wondrous accomplishments. You know, you ever hear the term Yala V'yavo announcers? My colleague, Rabbi Friedman, was talking about this the other day. He said, you know, on special days in the calendar, for example, on Rosh Chodesh, the new month, which we're coming up this coming Thursday night and Friday is the new month of Rosh Chodesh, the month of Kislev, Rosh Chodesh Kislev, which is a special holiday in its own right. And we'll play special songs for that as well. But on every special day, like, like Rosh Chodesh, we recite a special prayer during the silent Amida. During every service, the morning, afternoon, and evening, there's one part, a very important part, that we stand with our feet close together, and we recite the words in a silent undertone. In other words, it's a whisper where you can hear yourself saying it, but very low. It's so that we don't disturb others who are praying, but also that it helps us concentrate on what we're saying before God. And we can actually have a conversation with God using the Hebrew words in the Siddur, as well as using um, our own words that we come up with during the Amidah. And this is every day of the year, three times a day we have this Amidah prayer. And it's called Amidah because the Hebrew word of the day brought to you by the Armenians is Amidah. Amidah means to stand. 
because we stand during this prayer. This is the most important prayer to stand at. And therefore, it's referred to as the Amida. Actually, there's another name for it. The other name for it is Shmona Esrei. Another word, Hebrew word for the day. Shmona Esrei means 18. Because the typical weekday Amida has 18 uh, blessings in it. Okay, really it has 19. But you got to come to one of our uh, Thursday night discussions to find out about why it has 19 blessings. But we call it 18. But anyway, so it's called Amida, or it's called Shemona Esrei, and during that prayer, we add a little paragraph known as Ya Leviyavo. It's a special prayer. It literally means, rise up and arrive. And in that prayer, we ask God that our merits should rise up and arrive before God, so that we get His blessings for a good life. Now, when this silent Amida is being recited, so before the Amida begins, the Gabai of the Shul bangs on the table two times, and thereby everyone knows that we got to add, or re- remembers, to add the Yalavayavo. But of course, being that it wasn't actually announced, it was just, there was just a bang on the Bima, um, and then of course, while you're saying the Amida, you might actually forget, so it's very common that you'll have what we call Yalavayavo announcers. What does that mean? It means when they get to that point in the, in the silent Amida, and they're up to the point where they say, Elokeinu, Velokeinu, and then the first two words, Yalavayavo, they'll recite those words out loud, thereby reminding all, of that, all the people around them that they have to say this prayer, not to forget to say this prayer, and then they'll go back to reciting uh, the Amida in an undertone. In fact, it almost feels like that sometimes there's an unspoken competition to see who will remember to be the first to say loudly or proclaim Ya Leviovo. But regardless of who's first, many people remember to say Ya Leviovo because of those uh, unhired non-hired announcers who say it loudly. Interestingly, the conference of Shluchim always happens on the Shabbos, the weekend of the Shabbos, before Rosh Chodesh Kislev, before the new month of Kislev. I mentioned before Rosh Chodesh Kislev is a holiday, and that's because in 1977, during the height of the joyous holiday of Simchas Torah, the Rebbe took ill, and they, you know, everyone was very worried, and they brought literally a hospital to the Rebbe's room in 770. The Rebbe didn't leave his room for the next five weeks or so, and during that time, they treated the Rebbe as the Rebbe recuperated from uh, this massive uh, heart attack, and then five weeks later or so, on Rosh Chodesh Kislev, was the first time the Rebbe went home. And that day became a day of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to Hashem for the, for the miracle and for the blessings that the Rebbe received and his good health. And it's a reminder to all of us that every year when we get together for the celebration of Rosh Chodesh Kislev, the Yom Tif of, of Rosh Chodesh Kislev, it reminds us all to be thankful for the miracles that happen in our lives. 
Earlier in the show, I mentioned how we all have mini Dida Natsachs. But many of us have major Dida Natsachs, major victories. And when that happens, we need to remember to thank God for those amazing moments in our life, those amazing miracles that God bestows upon us. It's so easy to kvetch about what we don't have. It's a lot harder to give thanks for that what, which we do have. And celebrating Rosh Chodesh Kislev not only is celebrating the Rebbe's good health, but it also reminds us to celebrate the miracles in our own lives. And the conference of Shluchim always happens on the Shabbos and the weekend before this special holiday. And maybe by divine providence is a, a reason, there's something we can take out from the fact that it happens before Rosh Chodesh connected to the conference of Shluchim. When you think about the common message of all the Chabad houses around the world, whether it's in Beijing or Boston, whether it's in Malamo, I don't know if I said that correctly, or Milford, it can be summed up with those immortal words, Yale Viavo. Rise up and arrive. Because fellow Jews, Yale, rise up, lift yourselves up off the mat and stand straight and proud in your incomparable history that goes back all the way to Abraham and your own story that goes back to you. Yala, rise up out of the everyday grind and take your rightful place as God told us to be the light onto the world. Yala, rise up from the shallow materialism and claim the deep and meaningful heritage of God's amazing Torah and the mitzvahs that He gave us so that we can connect with Him every day. Mitzvah doesn't mean just commandment. It also means connection. And we have the opportunity to yala, to rise up and connect to God. Yala, rise up. Get out of that endless rat race and immerse yourself in the refreshing energy of Shabbos. Light those Shabbos candles on Friday afternoon and transform your day. Transform your week. Sit down and make, get together with your family and make Kiddush together so that your Shabbos is special and then the rest of your week is special. And then Viavo, arrive at home. Come to Shul. Come to Chabad. Come together. We are family. And for those of you that aren't coming yet, whether you're not coming on a regular basis or you're not coming at all, we miss you. Come on in. Come to Shul. Come to Chabad and make us whole. Viavo, arrive at the wide open doors of a sanctuary and a community that feels privileged to host you. A family and a community that will never send you packing just because you don't have a ticket for high holidays. A community and a family that will take you just as you are. Viavo, arrive and experience the joy of Purim, the delight of Purim, the warmth 
and light of Hanukkah, the joy of Simchas Torah, the vibrancy and connectivity of Sukkot, the wonder of Pesach and the spirit of Shavuos. These holidays are all yours and they're there for the taking. Just come and get them. Viavo, arrive at a place in your life where every moment sparkles with purpose and vision. Where being a Jew is not just an association, but an identity. It's a mission. It's a calling. And finally, Yale Viavo, rise up and arrive. Rise up from this low exile that we find ourselves in. And Viavo, in any moment now, as we do another mitzvah, we will come to the days of redemption and the coming of Mashiach. In the Parsha that we just talked about, that we read yesterday, one of the first shluchim, the first emissaries, was Eliezer. And he embarks on his own Yala Viyavo mission, <coughs> excuse me, that Abraham sent him to go bring Rivka home to marry Yitzchak. And he goes to a place that was known as a spiritual wasteland. He finds her there in Charon. Charon is the Hebrew word which represents God's anger. It's a place that angered God. And Rivka was a rose from within the thorns. And he tells Rivka, Yalabiyavo, come, join me. Let me bring you to meet your husband Yitzchak. And let me bring you so that you can finally take on your destiny as one of the four matriarchs of the Jewish people. See, nowadays, we have a different kind of Yalaviyavo trip. Eliezer had a camel to bring Rivka back. Today we have retrofitted RVs, also known as mitzvah tanks. And it may be in Manhattan or in Boston or even downtown Milford. We might see one of those maybe during Hanukkah with a a menorah on top of the car. And all of these downtowns, whether it's in New York or Paris or Boston or even Milford, might have their reason for being a spiritual wasteland. And the shluchim jump out of their camels, these mitzvah tanks, Hanukkah cars, and we find Jewish men and women and we say to them, Yale v'yavo, climb up, join us, do another mitzvah and meet your destiny as a proud member of the chosen people. So indeed, the shluchim are the Yalev Yavo announcers of the Jewish people. The shluchim are the ones who race to ensure that Jews don't forget about their own Jewishness, their own Yiddishkeit. They are the ones that are straining to remind Jews to rise up and to come home. The Rebbe, who sent these shluchim in the first place, reminds us constantly. The shluchim really have that title, or we might say the organizational title. But the mission of the shluchim, what the shluchim are expected to do, to bring Yiddishkeit, to bring about the revelation of Mashiach, is really synonymous with the identity of every single Jew. Every Jew is on a mission from God himself. Every Jew is God's messenger. 
And as that first messenger, Eliezer, as we talked about it on Shabbos, did not say his name is Eliezer, in the whole story as he goes to find a wife for Yitzchak, he refers to himself as Eved Avram, as a servant of Abraham. Every Jew is Eved Hashem. Every Jew is God's messenger. And the message is, the message that you have for your fellow Jews and the message that you, that you have for the entire world is, Yaleviyavo, rise up and come home. So wherever you go and whoever you are, whenever you can, keep these words close to your heart. Keep these words at the tip of your tongue. Use them whenever God, by divine providence, brings you together with another Jew. Stand straight, be like a shliach, and proclaim loudly, rise up and come home. Do another mitzvah. Rise up to the challenge, and you can bring Mashiach now. And now that you know that you're ready to be a Yalaviyavo Jew, let's get up and dance to the Rosh Chodesh Nigun. The song of Rosh Chodesh, it's a tune that if you've ever come to Chabad, you know it because we use that tune for so many different places, including for, for the Licha Dodi song that we sing on Friday night. So, so, get up and dance. Dance like no one's watching. Well, actually no one is watching. Go ahead, get up and dance. Here's another version of that song played by the Freilach Orchestra and sung by Mordechai Shapiro. 
Ladies and gentlemen, today has been fun. I got to get back to the conference. I'm really excited that you spent the time with me. I'm really happy, everyone who came this past Shabbos. It was really nice. I came home to spend Shabbos with our great community. And I'm happy you came uh, to spend and, and celebrate the Shabbos. As I said, we're beginning now a week and then a month of holidays. And I hope you'll come join us as well. Each, of, uh, each Shabbos we get together. We have sometimes a community Shabbos dinners. We definitely have Shabbos services every Shabbos morning beginning at 10 a.m. And as I said earlier, we want to welcome you, Yala Viovo. Come on and take your place in your Jewish community right here at the Chabad House Jewish Center. I want to remind you that on Thursday we have our mega pink mega challah bake for Jewish women and for girls older than the age of 10. Go to our website, gatchabad.com, to sign up. Also want to remind you about our weekly Torah discussion, a weekly dose of inspiration every Thursday night, besides when it's not on Thursday night. And finally, Hanukkah is coming in four weeks from tonight as the first night of Hanukkah. We're going to be doing a lot of exciting things, including our annual exciting Hanukkah menorah car parade that's right if you didn't if you've taken part in it you know how much fun it is and you want to take part in it again this year and if you've never taken part of it we still have the opportunity for you to join us you see a couple years ago we had a program at um, Lowe's where everyone was able to build their own menorah that they can place on top of their car but we luckily were given a few extra ones from our friends at Lowe's and therefore if you haven't done a parade yet and you'd like to join us, we have some that we can loan you as well. So look forward to the announcements about um, the parade, uh, the menorah lightings in Holliston and in Franklin and in Millis and Medway and Rentham and Milford and all the other, Upton, Grafton, all the towns around here as we light up the entire community. And uh, please join us and take part. Take your part, your spot, that belongs to you because you are a Jew. And as I like to say, just Jew it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a blast. And remember, your next deed will change the world. So make it a good one and bring Mashiach now. Lechaim. You've been listening to Sunday Schmooze with Rabbi Mendy Kievman from the Chabad House Jewish Community Center on Cedar Street in Milford. For more information on the Chabad House, including upcoming events, adult programs, Hebrew school, and more, visit gotchabad.com. That's G-O-T-C-H-A-B-A-D.com. Shalom.